Hello, welcome to episode 88 of the Waste of Web Space podcast. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. And uh, very nice to be back a week later. How are you doing, Fisher? All good? Yeah, very good. Thanks, Jimbo. How are you? Yes, not bad, thanks. Hello to everybody listening, watching live, listening later on, watching later on. Uh, We are live as we're recording this, so... Uh, please do feel free to drop us a message if you'd like a little shout out or whatever. And today's podcast episode is pretty much dedicated to a to a, a great person, isn't it, Fisher? Uh, it is someone who filled, you know, who just made people happy during those sad times. Who made you sort of feel proud um, and was just a great citizen. Yeah. So, so Captain Tom. Um, uh, no, no, sorry. Um, I'm talking about Screech from Saved by the Bell. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Who passed away this week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But our episode but, itself is dedicated to Sir Captain Tom, or Captain Sir Tom. Which way around is it? I'm not sure. Uh, I think it's Captain Sir Tom Moore. Captain Sir Tom title, Moore. Okay. With a load, of, a load of medals on his chest, uh, who sadly passed away this week, aged 100. And it's strange, a year ago, he wasn't sort of in the public domain at all. But uh, these strange times and his incredible efforts... Um, Got him a knighthood and catapulted him into uh, into the public uh, domain. So, would you like to introduce the song then, since you wrote this one this week and you're starring as well? Yeah, so it's a little known fact that Captain Sir Tom Moore uh, was a Yorkshireman and he loved his cricket. And in honour of England playing cricket on Channel 4 on terrestrial TV again for the first time in 16 years, uh, seems a bit like the troll in him a little bit. I mean, this this fellow would have wanted to watch cricket on terrestrial TV, then passed away, and then uh, then they decided to put it back on there. Uh, we've done the theme tune to Channel Four Cricket, Mambo Number no. Five, but uh, we've rewritten it for Captain Sir Tom Moore. So it's he filled the nation with pride. Rather he filled than... the nation with pride. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. He filled the nation with pride. Lap one, two, three, four, five. Tom Moore's walking in the garden and we're filled with pride. From the man on the street to the shop on the corner. The boys and girls stood what they're doing. They rushed to sponsor. Heroics felt like last week, but now it's gone and we all want to weep. He showed poise, dignity, honour and grace. He restored our pride in the human race. So what did he do? He raised 33 million, my lord. He's age 99 with a Zimmer frame, so give it a try. It's all good, it's the best we've seen, so it was knighted by the Queen. A little bit of charity in his life, a whole nation by his side. A number one with Michael Ball, a world record breaking haul. A little bit of help for the NHS, a load of army medals to impress. A little fact as our heart sank, in 1983 he appeared on Blankety Blank. So yeah, there you go, uh, Captain Sir Tom Moore, or Sir Captain Sir Tom Moore, Sir Captain Tom Moore. Uh, go on, Fisher. <laughs> Jimbo, it it really doesn't matter to Jimbo. Let's be honest. <laughs> He's got two titles that we're never going to have. Exactly. Um, but I would like to take my hat off for him to him uh, because it is getting him away my headphones as well but uh yeah. but i'm wearing a hat so i might as well take my hat off to him uh um, why, why were you wearing that hat well you know we try and wear something different each week for the uh podcast well i've kind of running out of new things because i, I you know with lockdown and everything it's not been easy to go and get my uh three pound t-shirts from 
from from Poundland. Yeah, from Free Poundland. Yeah. Um, so I've just thought I'd wear a hat instead, and that that is uh, my greatest PowerPoint showman hat, which I returned to presenting this week. Actually, I did a bit of uh, greatest PowerPoint showman presenting this last week. Um, so that's a little bit of news from me. Uh, so should we do is breaking news? So yeah, breaking news time then. Uh, Fisher, have you got anything to tell us? Uh, I had steak for tea again last night. Um, different steaks this time. Obviously, it's not going to be the same ones we ate a mm-hmm. week ago. Uh, though from Asda, I, I thought I'd want to compare what the 15 quid steaks were like from the farm shop to Asda's mm. fillet steaks for about eight or nine pound. And mm, I'm not sure it was a huge amount. I mean, the, the Wagyu ones that we had a couple of weeks ago, uh, two weeks ago, were nicer. But the ones last night were pretty good for eight or nine pound. And to be honest, I've become a bit obsessed with steak now. So I've decided that I like my steak, I like my beer, um, I like doing my podcasting. I'm going to present my own podcast, Jimbo. Oh, it's yeah. going to be called Steak and Ale and Audio. And I'm going to compete with you. I think we've got. Um, I think there's going to be issues there. with that. There's going to be some sort of uh, copyright issues, I think. Jimbo, I don't care. I'm going it alone. <laughs> steak and Ale and Audio I mean just as good as like the website. But better than Ale and Audio. Right. Talking about steak as well. Fair enough. I mean, I I, um, I actually went for a steak yesterday as well. Because um, obviously, I, I try not to eat as much meat nowadays. I'm trying to cut down on my meat. So I went to the supermarket and they've got a great plant based range there. So I picked up what I thought was a uh, plant based steak and I got it home and realised it wasn't. So that was a mistake. Uh, but anyway, hey, thank you. Uh, so my breaking news then um, is a couple of things. First of all, I need to remind myself what those things are. Uh, I've I finally sort of caved into pressure and actually watched The Tiger King. All right. Have you, have you yeah, watched it before? It. No, I mean, it was about a year ago, wasn't it? So it was it was lockdown. It was at the start of lockdown one. That's what Tiger King was all about. Yeah. Um, was any good? Or? Uh, yeah, it's, it's really interesting, actually. Uh, I thought it would be a bit more like a reality TV type thing, a bit sort of like Only Ways Essex type thing. That's why I was never interested. But actually, it, it, it's, it's kind of done in the style of a bit of like a true crime documentary you know like things like the staircase and making a murderer which i did quite enjoy uh so i watched it and yeah it, it was it was a bit like that but only a bit more bizarre uh definitely worth watching if you get a chance to uh and you can zip for it quite quickly as well so is it is it fly on the wall is it tiger on the wall documentary kind of style or? <laughs> it is yeah yeah um um yeah it's just sponsored by uh kellogg's what do you call them Frosties. Frosties, that's the one. Frosties, there we go. Yeah. They're great, yeah. They're yeah. great, yeah. Yeah, anyway. That, yeah. An, that an SO, the petrol station. He's put a tiger in the tank. <laughs> uh, it's also my Twitterversary. It was my Twitterversary the other day. 12 years I've been on Twitter. Oh, congratulations. Probably about 80% of those tweets are, uh, well, maybe 50% are train tweets. Uh, the other 50% is talking about our podcast, probably. Yeah, I think, I think you've had quite a decent time on Twitter over those 12 years, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, there's some notable interactions. Maybe we could do a. I mean, I, I suppose I probably know most of these things on there, but it could be a good test to put to other people about some of the interactions you've had with Twitter. Yeah, because I mean, I remember Greg James once tweeted saying he was enjoying listening to your radio show on Penistone FM. Yes, Am I right? he did. He did. You also had Zoe Ball liking one of your tweets to do with Love Island. You've also had. Did you have? A radio DJ saying that you did a good job presenting something. That that might have been Ste- Stephanie Hurst. Like yeah, Stephanie Hurst. Yeah. Oh, was that, was that formally? Sorry, I, I, I know you shouldn't do this, but this that, that this is a uh, transgender yes. radio presenter called yes. Stephanie Hurst. And yeah. at, at the time, was she Stephen Hurst? Simon. Simon. Sorry. Yeah. I do apologise. Um, so 
So there yeah, it could be a good quiz from that. Fans. Yeah, and I think there's probably been a few more um, as well, which also today will lead into something a bit similar with my show and tell, a bit like my last show and tell a couple right. of weeks ago. So yeah, uh, so there we go. Yeah, I thought we could definitely do something, uh, some sort of quiz about about something to do with how many tweets people have done and who follows who and things like that. I think we've kind of done briefly things like that before, haven't we? When it comes to celebrities yeah. and so on as well. Uh, but anyway, uh, should, we, should we move on and get get prepared for our... We need to get his beers out and everything, don't we? Should we get on with the beers first? Yeah, come on then. Uh, do you want to go first or not? Well, I've left mine in the fridge, so you can start. Well, I'm doing similar to last week. I've got uh, some left eye again. Uh, but it's the ruby left eye, and I had a, a little bit of this last night with is the it, Is it left eye over? Hey, Did I do that joke on. last week as well? You, you did exactly that same oh. joke last week, yes. Um, so it's, it's, it is from last night. Um, I wasn't that impressed with it, in all honesty, but nonetheless, I feel obliged to drink it again. Uh, and it's a bit of a... The taste of it is almost a bit cider. It's a bit sort of fruity and a bit... Maybe, would you call it maybe aromatic or fragrant? Yeah, floral um, maybe. Floral, perhaps, yeah. I'm not... Is it is it a bit like a wheat beer, Leffe? Because I don't like sort of the wheat beer, beer taste, really. It's not something I've n- never been keen on. I don't know, in all honesty. I don't think it is. Uh, it's, well, actually, that said, there's a, there's a picture of some wheat on the front on, on the label, so I'm assuming if she's just there, that looks like wheat. Can you see that, Jim? But you're not even looking here, are you? I, I, is that wheat? Where does it say that, sorry? Well, it looks like there's some wheat there just on the label. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe then. So you can see how massive... That was, that was my finger coming shot, by yeah. the way, for anyone uh, unsure. So that's what I'm drinking today. So I'm going to have a quick taste of it now. And it's it tastes a bit sweeter. I mean, it's, it says ruby, and it says that it's... Well, I don't really know what it says on it, to be fair, because it's written in Belgium. Um, or Flemish, rather. So I, yeah, it tastes a bit like almost a Copperberg-type cider, mm. perhaps. Okay. So, on to you, Jimbo. What have you got? So, I... Is it, is, it, is it something that you've ordered from some kind of beer subscription service? Yes, or picked up on my travels uh, when I've been past a beer shop. Uh, this, it's quite handy the beer subscription service because obviously we're not really supposed to be going out that often, are we? So you know, I try try to do what I'm supposed to do and stay in and not make unnecessary journeys. So the beer deliveries can be quite handy actually. Uh, so this is Brew Infinity, and Yay. it's uh, it's 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 good. It looks it it which is quite. I mean, Ant SpaceX had a, something crash this week in testing. I don't think anyone got hurt, but they've had a something crash, haven't they, in their testing and so on. I think it was just their computer, wasn't it? So it just restarted. <laughs> uh, the Quantock Brewery this is from, which is based in, uh, I'm trying to find out for you, uh, in Somerset, Taunton. Oh, yeah. uh, there you go. And it's a uh, double dry hopped pale, 4.5%. And it's from the Past, Present, Future series. Uh, in It's got the hops in it are Amarillo, uh, Chinook and Citra. And yeah, it's... It, it, it looks like it's going to be nice. I've been looking forward to having this one, actually, because from reading it, I thought it was one that kind of matches my kind of taste. Now, I do, on my Insta Ale and Audio, going back to the uh, best podcast, of course, better than any future Steak Ale and Audio podcast that there might be um, appearing soon, um, I do like to kind of leave little, uh, kind of like beer reviews, and, and tra- but I use it as a record to remember what I've had and, and so on. Now, I don't, te- I don't put beers, people think, like my friends kind of, I think they, they sort of picked on me a little bit, saying, oh, do a review on every beer, but I don't actually review every beer, because I, I don't believe in giving a bad review to a beer, because if I don't like it, that's not, that's not the beer's fault if it's not my taste, is it? You know, somebody else might, it's completely, sort of things like tasting, it can, com- it can be completely like, I don't know, depending yeah, on the can- person. 
you can review something even if you don't like it. You can appreciate the quality of it. Yeah. You can say that this is a taste of it, which perhaps not quite to my palate, but nonetheless, it does have quite a strong taste of you know pineapples or whatever might be yeah. on there. So I just tend to, I tend to just, just you know, put on the ones that I've enjoyed really, rather than every single one. And if, if there's one that I've really not liked or struggled to drink, I just won't post it. Um, yeah. I mean, and and also, yeah. Yeah, and also, um, every beer that. <laughs> do taste tends because i like a certain type of beer a pale beer um ipas things like that they, they all tend to have a bit of a, a citrus taste to them so most of the post like it's a bit citrusy it's a bit citrusy but they, they tend they are they really are i wouldn't say it if they're not <laughs> maybe you could try and find out the taste of various different citrus fruits so you can give a bit more detail well no well, i try to bitter? you can't always tell can you so sometimes there's a bit of grapefruit in there sometimes it's it's a bit orangey uh, or sometimes slightly a bit of lemon uh, or lime, whatever. But it, 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 it's harder. To, it's not always that easy to tell. I mean, do you ever review stouts or beers uh, or bitters? I don't tend to like. Well, not not like them. I just don't tend to drink them as much because uh, I certainly not. I don't like stouts. I'll uh, put my hands up to that. I like stouts. See, I'm already short. So I don't want to be short and stout. <laughs> Good point. You don't. You don't have to take on the physical characteristics of thing that you drink though dear i mean if you were you know, i suppose they say you are what you eat yeah i'm not going to be an astronaut eat, anytime soon you can get things like ready to eat pizzas can't you and to be fair if you're eating them then you probably are ready to eat pizzas so very valid point yeah but then i suppose there's that thing isn't there about what's it called not non-determinism where you take on the characteristics of your name and all that sort of stuff so if you're called mr bun then you might be a baker yeah. what was it you're talking about was it we talking about the other week about the bird that flew somewhere and the person around the bird was called uh, Mr. Kelly Bird. Mr. Kelly Bird, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're Mr. Fisher, so do you? Do you, you any good? At, you any good at fishing? No. Never, Have you ever looked into your family fishing. history and if that was where the name came from? I haven't. I've not really got that far in my family history, um, aside from just the people that I've met within my family. I'd be interested to see if anyone has actually traced that back. Mm. I remember we once cleaned out my granddad's uh, granddad's loft a number of years ago, shortly after he'd passed away, and we found details of a family member from sort of 100 years or so ago. And unfortunately, there was a general gist of it that we weren't really that fussed because, you know, passed away and no one had ever met him. Mm. So on, you, on we went. You, 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 and your, you and your wife are, are fairly solid. Um, but if if you ever did have a sort of temporary uh, mini breakup or anything like that, I'd love to be there just so I can say, don't worry about it, Vicky. There's plenty of fishers in the sea. Hey! Thank you very much. I don't. I mean, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think like me to uh, just just sort of offer a shoulder to cry on, just so I can do a joke like that. But anyway. Yeah. When I said thank you very much for the joke, I'm not sort of saying thank you very much for the suggestion that I might temporarily <laughs> switch it with a mic just so you can make that joke. <laughs> and it's probably worth pointing out that she normally does watch this podcast sometimes yeah. live, so she may be quite confused as to what's going on at this point in time. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, hello. Here's uh, here's my beer, by the way, just to see the colour of it. Uh, it's got uh, yeah, I've not poured it very well. It's hard when you're trying to press buttons and do everything at the same time. But anyway, yeah. Uh, Sorry, we... but, yeah. But when you raised your glass, then I thought you were going to say here's to Fisher and his wife. Um, yeah. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> a temporary break just so I can make a terrible joke. Still one of my favourite uh, groom speeches I've ever watched, by the way, uh, yours. Oh, yeah, well, I made a joke. And I the quiz about... that you put in there as well, which was very good. Put the quiz in there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Multiple choice, not quite the same quality of the quizzes that we get on this podcast, but there we go. All very good fun. Anyway. I'll, I'll, I'll not tell the joke that I made during my groom's speech at my wedding because I think the listeners would quite severely disapprove of it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe one for another time. Anyway. 
So from your um, relationship uh, discussion about with your wife and everything, on to our next feature, which is sex tapes. Um... <laughs> yes. So we, men- we mentioned him earlier, which when it was Dustin Diamond, yeah, Screech from Saved by the Bell, he made a sex tape, and I've just got details of it here. Uh, do you know what his sex tape was called? It, it's actually believed that it wasn't. Most celebrity sex tapes tend to be leaked by sort of a disgruntled ex somewhere along the lines and it's more the case that they're filming themselves having sex which is quite a strange thing to do but some people do that kind of stuff and then it kind of gets released years later it's it's alleged that streets from saved by the belt actually purposely it was more kind of a an intentional celebrity porno as opposed to a leaked celebrity sex type he sort of knew what he was doing by the sounds of it okay uh, do you know what it was called when it was released, the dirty movie? Is it is it going to be something to do with Bell, Saved by the Bell? Uh, no. It's, S- it, for example, or is it, it going to be anything to do with Screech or Scream? Or is it going to be something to do with Geek? You're, sort of, you're, sort of, you're there or thereabouts. It's called Screeched, Saved by the Smell. <laughs> that doesn't sound very appealing. Well, I, I don't quite know what happened, but he said that he appeared to have sex with two women in a hotel room he explained on Oprah Winfrey, who wasn't one of the women I listened to have, uh, well, that I'm aware of, don't know, I've not seen it, that having played Screech since he was 12, he felt lost when the role ended for him at the age of 23. He was having money trouble, and when he was 29, he thought making a sex tape could earn him quite a lot of money quite quickly. He was well, who advised <laughs> Why did he think that? <laughs> uh, well, the, this, this obviously is a very well-written article because it just addresses that point in the next uh, paragraph, where it says, he was sat at home, and the room was that Paris Hilton made $14 million from her sex tape. So he thought, why don't I do that? His friend said to him, $14 million, holy smokes, where's the Screech sex tape? So he went out and made, made it thinking that he might worth make uh, around a million dollars, perhaps. Uh, he did he did say, though, apparently he was a stunt person in his place to actually have sex in the film. Oh, right. I would have thought that surely he's, that he's, is he, the best bit he, about he, doing <laughs> sex tape is actually having the sex bit of it. Yeah, he's just... He, that's, that's ridiculous. I mean, surely he'd want to do it... If anything, you'd want it to be the other way around, wouldn't you? That you're the wife of the sex, yet someone else is kind of filmed <laughs> doing it and makes it look like it's them. So, I think, I don't know what these ladies were like, but surely the person who actually had sex with them probably got the better deal out of that. Mm. But anyway, of course, rest in peace. Um, yes. So it's not the first time we've done a, uh, well, I suppose we did China last week and she was a, well, we didn't do it herself, but she was a, a posthumous uh, sex tape discussion, weren't it? Uh, yes, she Passed away a few years ago, I think. Mm. So, I mean, yeah. very sad to hear of his passing. Did you watch Saved by the Bell as a young lad? Uh, a few times, occasionally. Not yeah, very I often. Quite a, I was quite a fan of it. I thought it was quite quite good um, entertainment programme. And a lot of the programmes that came from this production company, was it called Peter Engel Productions, who made these programmes, like Saved by the Bell and City Guys and Hang Time and a couple of other programmes, have generally got quite a, quite a good moral to the story quite often about how you should behave and certain things you should do. Uh, so I thought they were actually quite good, almost educational programmes for children to watch as well, and it actually touched on morality and ethics, and uh, it was quite good and perhaps something that's maybe lacking a little bit from today's society. Another used... thing that's lacking is Justin Diamond. Rest we, in peace. we used to go to college with someone who looked a bit like him, didn't we? Do you remember? He was a bit older than uh, us. We, we did, yes. I don't know who he was. I can't remember. I don't know his name, but he, he definitely looked like Screech, didn't he? 
He did a little bit, yeah. It was in my math class. Can't remember his name off the top of my head, unfortunately. <laughs> but there we go. Uh, anyway, do you want to move on to... We've got headline before we move any further on, I think. So, uh-huh. headline of the week, then, is uh-huh. Boris Johnson risks humiliation over coal mines. Now, that immediately stood out to me because humiliation doesn't... Re- it, you know, he, he's humiliated himself quite a lot of times, hasn't he, and hasn't really seen bothered. So, I don't think uh, opening the coal mine... I don't think humiliation's the word that they should use... Um, in that headline. It's not really humiliation for Boris Johnson, is it? Yeah, but Jimbo, that's the front page, and that's in the book of times that Boris Johnson has humiliated himself, and there's a whole raft of things that he's done. So I think, for example, you tweeted a picture of him stuck on the zip wire, didn't you? Yeah. Um, and what, what sort of annoyed me a little bit at the moment is the amount of government ministers who are appearing on television doing video interviews, similar to this, I suppose, and there's a Great Britain flag in the background, and it just feels a little bit sort of maybe not wrong because that's perhaps not that's, that's not the right word for it really because obviously we are British and yeah we're very proud to be British but I don't know it just feels a bit unnecessarily it's, it's almost sort of giving kind of like the wartime messages out it just seems a little bit unnecessary. Mm. Let, let's let's uh, let's see if we're still feeling like we want to put us uh, they want to put the Great British flags up in five years time shall we? Um, well, very early it's, days, it's not... isn't it? In, in terms yeah. of Brexit. It's more the case that, I don't know, it just feels a bit sort of over the top. I mean, it, it, it feels very staged, I suppose, is what I dislike about it. It's not necessarily the fact that they've got a British flag there. It's the fact that you know full well that to do the broadcast, someone's urgently gone and got a flag and made sure it's definitely in the background. And it adds sort of a very unnatural feel to it, which is what I dislike about it. It's a bit like I've got a guitar next to me, and if I kept putting the guitar in the background, it would make it look a bit stupid and a bit poncy. Mm. Anyway. There we go. So, shall we uh, shall we move forward? Yeah, let's, let's move on. So it's it's my show and tell. Now, you might remember a few weeks ago, Fisher, that I uh, did a show and tell about my Instagram, uh, Ale and Audio account, where I already mentioned today I post my beers and I post my Ale and Audio podcast and also about the Waste of Web Space podcast as well. Um, and a few weeks ago, I did a bit of a, sh- a sort of 20 questions thing where you had to guess which random celebrity had liked my Instagram post of, I think it was me asking for certain songs, weren't it? And this time... Let me yeah, just... and to be fair, to give me credit, I managed to get it after about 70 guesses after you'd practically told me what the answer was. <laughs> um, so it, it happened again. Uh, let me... I'm trying to think where it, which one it is. Hold on a minute. So it was it was a, it, it was a picture of a Sheffield beer that I posted, and a celebrity liked it. Now, I'm just struggling to find where it is. Uh, which... Who the celebrity was? No, no. Nah, I, I know who the celebrity was. But I can't find which post it was that the celebrity liked. But I think. All it... right, show off. You've got that many posts that celebrities like that you can't quite remember which one it is. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So I can't remember which which post it was that that, li- that the celebrity liked. But anyway, I'll give you a clue to start oh, off with before you Jimbo, start. Yeah. I know what it was. I know what it was. Mm. It was a picture that you posted of your beer. Saying mm. I drank this in the podcast. It got a nice citrusy taste to it. And it was nice and light. <laughs> yeah. I think it was that one. It, it might have been that one. But anyway, um, so 
I'll give you you got 20 questions again see if you can do it within the 20 this time all I will say is that this one compared to Paul Burrell is closer to home but further away Oh, now close that's to home but further away. Close to home but further away. Okay, right. Uh, so I'm twenty questions starting now. So, so I'm, I'm just going to guess someone based on that clue. Close okay. to home but further away. Uh, is it Helen Sharman? No. <laughs> okay. Well, no, she's from Sheffield, close to home, but went to space, so they're yeah. further away. Yeah. And yeah. You say it was you say it was from the two Sheffields, so well, yeah. not the stupidest guess in the world. And although I'm not, I'm not sure she's that keen on a craft beer, but uh, we don't know everything. So, are we talking about, is it a male? It's a male. Is it someone who is associated with this area, then? Sheffield, yes. Yeah, okay. Or has been in the past. Has been, okay. Is it someone from the entertainment industry? No. Is it someone from the sporting industry? Yes. Okay, so, formerly, did they, are they a footballer? Yes. Or, 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 or are they or were they a footballer? Yes. Not that didn't count as an extra question. That's yeah. Yeah. So you're on you're on um, six so far. No five. Six. Sorry, so far you've asked five questions. So it's a former footballer from the Sheffield area. Did they formerly play for Sheffield Wednesday? Yes. Okay. Oh, I mean we've not got many good well-known footballers to be fair who formerly used to be Wednesday players. So I'm going to say, are they still? Is it someone who people might know? Even if they're not sort of Sheffield Wednesday fans. Yes. Okay. Are they still best known as a former footballer? Yes. Is it Chris Waddle? No. Okay. Is it someone from a similar era to Chris Waddle? Mm, after. After. Okay. Oh, just a question. A count up one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten questions. I think you're going to do it. Win twenty, no? So is it someone from the? From the period between 2000 and 2010 that they were sort of playing for Wednesday, roughly. Before. Before. So we're talking someone, a Sheffield Wednesday player from the 90s. Yes. Okay. I'm just yeah, counting so... that as 11 so far. Okay. Sheffield Wednesday player from the 90s. Were they an attacker? Yes. Okay. So I didn't... would, would, would that class sort of as a pretty much as... An old style attacker, I'm sort of saying, not not one of these, not one of these modern. This is sort of the same question. I'm, I'm sort of meaning not one of these modern sort of attacking winger. I wouldn't say they were. There was just an attacker. They they kind of played a couple of different roles, but there was generally a, an offensive player. Not not right. like they <laughs> <laughs> like like most of them. <laughs> um, so an offensive player. Are they English? No. Right. You're on about thirteen now, I think. Are they British? No. So we're talking about a non-British attacking. Player, I, I was going to say, I was going to say, is it Paolo Di Canio? But you said ultimately, it's, it's not an offensive player for the roster pitch, so that nope. kind of rules him out. The I maybe don't, I don't, I maybe don't want to say it yet. But the other one I was possibly thinking is, it could it be Benito Carboni, um, who's an, another sort of well-known attacker? But that might be too early to kind of put that in there. So I'm going to say, does he sound? Does, has he got a name that sounds like it could be an Italian pasta? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, is it Michelle DPA? Did I is, it, is it Benito Carboni? It is Benito Carboni, yes. Well done. <laughs> like I said, well done, Fisher. So, I think you got that in about 16 questions, I think. So, you did very well there, yeah. So, I don't know which, which post it was. Um, that he liked, but it was it was one. I'm sure it was one of the Sheffield beers because I, I think maybe it kind of came up on his uh, timeline because he had um, 
mention Sheffield or something like that. Uh, let me have a look. Uh, I think it might... No, it's gone. I can't. I can't seem to find it. Maybe, maybe he liked it and then unliked it. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe he saw what happened to Paul Burrell and decided he didn't want to be. But somewhere in my, in my post within the last, I think it might have been before your episode. Like, cause I actually didn't last week. Have you got a show and tell ready? So it was before last week's episode. So we're talking. Uh, yeah. yeah, not in the last sort of seven days. But there you go. Yeah, Benito Carbone. Uh, yeah, who is managing a team in Azerbaijan at the minute. And he, he, his name always crops up when Sheffield Wednesday are managerless and uh, he tends to do a few tweets and stuff to uh, put his, throw his name into the hat a little bit. But, uh, yeah. yeah he played quite a few Premier League teams, I think, Benito Carbone. Did he play for Middlesbrough, Derby County? Not sh- Think of Bradford, maybe Bradford. I, he, he, played for, he played for Bradford Villa. Uh, mm. I don't know about Middlesbrough. Um, I want to say it was one of the first definitely Derby. players to play for five different teams. Premier so? League teams. Oh, I think so. He was a good, good player in his day. He de- he definitely had his. Uh, I think in terms of appearances, he he played most for us. But he did play for Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough Derby, Bradford Villa, Wednesday. Middlesbrough mm. Derby. So is that five? Yeah. Premier League teams. Yeah. Mm. So when yeah. That's, that's, that's impressive, isn't it? There's a famous picture of him in uh, when they because they signed at the same time, didn't they? Carboni and uh, Di Canio, pretty much. And there's, pizza. There's a, there's a, yeah, the famous picture. And there's also other other pictures from that era of um, of them with with ladies in sort of like Wednesday kits and you know really sort of things that just you couldn't really really get away with now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in terms of that, what I would like to point you towards is I know you're not a massive cricket fan, Jimbo. Um, but I'm assuming, and this might be a quiz that comes up fairly soon um, in terms of we were talking about cricket being back on terrestrial TV and how it's great. I, I think personally it's great for our sport of cricket. By our sport, I mean my sport because you're not interested in cricket, so it's not ours as such. But for my sport of cricket, it's. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> no, it, it, it kind of gets people yeah. more interested in cricket. People get exposure to it, and I think that's generally quite a good thing. And you, I asked you to name various cricket players, and you weren't really too sure. Where you didn't, you didn't know many at all. You knew Joe Root from Sheffield, and that's about it. Uh, but I think even you might know. Do you know any Indian cricket players at all? Um, no. But if you, you said even one, Indian be... cricket player from the past, no, no. But I, I, I was gonna when we was talking about this the other day. There was a name on the tip of my tongue that I couldn't remember. Um, but I don't think he's Indian. I think he's a West uh, West Indies player, Brian Lara. Brian Lara, who did the cricket games. He is West Indian, yes. um, Brian Lara. Well-known during the 90s, fantastic batsman. In particular, he scored a lot of really, really high scores. He once scored 501 runs in one innings, scored 400 in a test match, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was an Indian player, I think you, you you may have heard the name, Indian cricket player called Sachin Tendulkar. I think so. You've heard him. Uh, he signed for Yorkshire uh, in 1991, two, three, something like that. Uh, to which there is a very good book, actually, about Sachin Tendulkar's time at Yorkshire, uh, which is published by Vertical Editions. Um, so I think it's about retails <laughs> for about £12. Feel free to get in touch with them. What is it? Is uh, this a sponsorship I've not been made aware of? <laughs> uh, no, but he has actually offered to... Uh, the person who runs it has uh, bought an advertising board at our cricket ground, hey. so I thought I'd give oh, him an extra plug enough. on the podcast. So well done to him. And we're going to be um, sponsoring the team, aren't we? Uh, we are going to be partly part of the sponsorship package as well, uh, which we're looking forward to doing. Um, will it bring any listeners in? Who knows? But Sachin Tendulkar was the first ever non-Yorkshire-born player to play for Yorkshire. So when they announced him, uh, they announced him like that, with that um, sort of... They announced him with him wearing a flat cap and holding a pint of John Smith's, or whatever <laughs> it is. 
as part of the welcome to Yorkshire, <laughs> which I'm sure made him feel great. <laughs> Just Brilliant. It's a very traditional thing. Are we moving on? Actually, I suppose yeah. that it's probably more typical Yorkshire, isn't it? Yeah. Sheffield Wednesday, you're Italian, so you can stand there with a pizza. Yorkshire cricket, I'm sorry, you're from Yorkshire. We don't care what your culture is. You're adopted ours. <laughs> Get yourself a flat cap and a pint. Brilliant. Okay, we're moving forward. Let's move forward. What you got for me, Fisher? So I've got some comments. I don't really know why I've got this, but I've got various comments from sports commentators. And, well, sports commentators, but also uh, sort of sports stars, whether it be in post-match interviews or pre-match interviews and all that sort of stuff. So I think it's quite amusing, some of the stuff that kind of people say live when they're maybe not quite clued and not quite thinking exactly what's coming out of the mouth, as we demonstrate on a regular basis, obviously. And so these are very sporting quotes and comments that are a bit sort of misaligned to what's actually happening i mean i do love some of these in in particularly in particular some of my favorite ones are the misuse of the word literally and i once remember does that not annoy you though or is it just just, do you enjoy that because it annoys me some some Um, some things that people say really annoy me like i was once oh and what is it what's the word now i I was once in a meeting at, at work well it was quite a few times, and it was a, it was a job I'm no longer in. I'm, I've moved on from those roles. But I used to be in a meeting, and there was one person who, in the meeting, they always used to say a certain word, and it really used to grind on me because he used to overuse a certain word. And I can't mm. quite remember what that word was now. But I once sat there, and because I was, you know, I was absolutely terrible at listening and being, you know, it was like at school. And I, I made a tally of how many times they said this this particular word. And I mean, we all do it. To be fair, I, I know there's probably things that I say and do in when we're doing podcasting and stuff, and words I say more than I should do or whatever, like over the overuse of certain words. But some sometimes it gets to me. I, I pick out things like that, and it really hurts me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. I when I was looking around universities, there was a word that kept getting used by all the lecturers who were doing the sort of talk to prospective students. And it didn't really bother me. It's a bit like sort of in recent times, everyone's used the word unprecedented quite a lot in this last oh, year. Oh, that's so I hate and, that one. And the at universities, they kept using it. I can't remember what word it was, but there was a word they kept using quite a lot. And I went around a lot of the universities with my dad and it would taken time off. It'd taken a day off from working at Schweppes, obviously, and then come around <laughs> the university with me. And there was a word that kept using And there was one time we got that annoyed using the word. It, it like got a piece of paper out and was tallying up how many times they're using it. I thought, yeah, Dad, it should be me that's dicking around in these things, and you're, you're, you're the one who should, you're, you're meant to be the one who should be like a bit more interested in this and telling me to kind of pay attention, not the other way around. I remembered what the word was; it was essentially, essentially. But they used yeah. it so many times that nothing, nothing seemed. It, it, the word essentially should be used to make sure that what you're talking about has emphasis that this is essential. So using the word all of the time <laughs> just dilutes the meaning of it. <laughs> exactly, it's the bow cried wolf, isn't it? Um, what is essential? Well, you've said it 15 times in two minutes. <laughs> yeah. You think when that person sends an email around, just type it all in caps and bold and all that sort of stuff to draw attention to absolutely everything on there. I suppose, just jumping back to the point about literally, I mean, what frustrates me is when something is used as a metaphor then people put the word literally in there 
when it shouldn't be used as that. <laughs> so I was watching, a few years ago, I was watching Strictly Come Dancing. It got Rachel Stevens, who's been S Club 7. And she said, I was really nervous. My legs literally turned to jelly. <laughs> no, no, they, no, they didn't. Okay, if you were to say I was really nervous, my legs turned to jelly, then people would think, yeah, she was nervous, so her legs kind of got a bit sort of, you know, she was a bit wobbly and a bit shaky. And people, that's what it means. Yeah. Okay? If they literally turned turn to jelly, they would have literally turned to jelly, and they would just be, well, you know, so, they don't have legs. They have jelly instead, and that's not what. So happened. she could have said, uh, you know, I was that nervous, my legs were literally shaking. Might have worked because her legs might have been shaking. She might have been that nervous, yeah. but they didn't actually turn to jelly. Yeah, I once I saw someone on the news as well once who said, "I'm really pleased. I'm literally over the moon." <laughs> No, you're not. Not unless what you're pleased about is the fact you've built a rocket that can go over the moon. Yeah, it, so, it, it wasn't it wasn't Tim Peake, was it, saying that? Because in that case, yeah. you need to take it back. Yeah, if it, if it is them, then I wholeheartedly apologise. <laughs> just trying to use our language in, in the in the correct manner. Um, I'm not quite sure why this sort of trend pops in. I did once as well watch someone from The Apprentice, who, and that's, that's a great programme for people just confidently speaking words without knowing what they meant. And there's one contestant in terms of who'd been criticised, and their response was, they said, someone wasn't punctual, meaning turning up on time, and their response was, I am, I've got good punctuality. I mean, I'm good at my spelling and grammar and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> and uh, also there was someone who, oh, what was the other one? I think it was to do with saying they were rude. <laughs> he, wanted, he wanted to say this person was rude and had got bad manners. But instead, they didn't quite say that and said, he's got really bad mannerisms. <laughs> uh, Fisher, can, well, anyway. can we get on with this? My bladder is Ruth. literally the size of a bit of a basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Which, it, the thing is, it could be. Could it, could it be? It it, it, well, I don't know. It depends basketball. Basketball is not sort of, but it, uh, that, that is the use of a word, literally, that could actually oh, right, work, okay. potentially. But anyway, Roberto, so I'm going to go on things that sort of football pundits, managers, whatever, very sports people have said that are a bit, uh, a bit silly. So what did Roberto Mancini say to demonstrate his understanding or lack of understanding of the game of football? Is it, in football, if you don't score any goals, you can't win? Or, <laughs> in football, you won't keep many clean sheets if you concede? <laughs> um, okay, yeah, th- these are the kind of things that you see in these books that you get given at, at Christmas, don't yeah. you? You know, I've, yeah, I've, I've, you get given like every year. I've literally got a lot full of them. <laughs> uh, I'm not even joking. <laughs> uh, yeah, but could be correct use of the word literally. Yeah. Um, so I reckon that this one's the the goals scored one rather than the goals conceded. I think. Okay. Uh, so in football, if you don't score any goals, you can't win. You'd be correct. Well done. Is he the one who the football man who wore the green swimming costume? Quite revealing. Roberto, Man- Roberto Mancini. Oh, sorry. I was thinking of Roberto Mancini. All right. <laughs> Never mind. Sorry. Well, well done. <laughs> you you literally made me laugh. Um, <laughs> so next up, uh, what blunder did cricket commentator Ted Dexter make when talking about an England player? Is it, he said, who can forget Malcolm Devon when the cricketer in question is actually called Devon Malcolm? <laughs> or he accidentally referred to England spinner Monty Panesar as Monty Python. <laughs> Oh, maybe that's a good nickname, though. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't mind that nickname, would you? <laughs> no, I suppose not. Depending on what, uh, what, what scenario it's been talked about. But yeah, Mon- Mon- like, is, that the, is that the is that the name of uh, is that the name of uh, Screecher's second uh, video? <laughs> Could well be. Could be. Um, yeah, Mon- Monty 
Panasso was just running around in the field and his legs were going all over the place and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> oh, silly walk. this is a tough one. I, I'm I'm gonna say the first one though. I think I think he, I think they he said that uh, made that statement and then got his name wrong. Okay, so who can forget Malcolm Devon when the phone factors out to goal? Devon Malcolm, you'd be correct. Well done. Happens a lot, doesn't it? I, I do this a lot, unfortunately. Like you know, people whose names um, have <laughs> who've got names that could be the first and the second, like if, names that are both names, like first names. Yeah, I do this all the time, and uh, and particularly when I've started a new job and I haven't met these people because it's been locked down for so long and we've been working from home for so long. There's a lot of people I haven't met at work, and there's, there's a lot of people in my team who've got these double. These names that are, you know, like let's I yeah. don't know, John Terry, for example, he doesn't work with me, yeah. but that kind of thing. And I keep calling when they log on to online, um, you know, like on the on the like video chats and stuff like that. I keep calling them by the wrong name. It's taken quite a long time to stop doing that. Um, yeah. There was even somebody in our team whose surname, you won't mind me saying, even if you did watch, you see what mind me saying it. Uh, his name, his first name was Jason. His second name's Ruffle, and. Uh, right. And for some reason, I, I just, he once logged on and I went, hi, Russell. <laughs> no, not that he, his, his second name was Ruffle, not Russell. I still ended up calling him Russell. Uh, and I, that, that's the, yeah, that's what I did in the, in, in the first few weeks of uh, starting my new role. But anyway, yeah. if he is listening, um, well, I, I've not done that since. So on, on that point, in the last year, I've got quite good at saying the place, uh, saying the name of a place I used to get confused quite a lot. Um, and this is because a few years ago, I went and we stayed overnight uh, for, for one or two nights. A couple of years ago, um, we went, sometimes we go around August Bank College just, just for a day, sort of just to a different part of the country, not, not stayed at before. And on this particular occasion, I went to a place and whenever I told people about it, I couldn't quite remember what it was called. I never guessed what the place was called. But as of the last year, I've got to know the place quite well. Is it somewhere that's been in the news a lot? Somewhere that's been in the news quite a lot. Uh, oh, is it? Uh, it's not Durham, is it? It's close to Durham. Is it something to do with Dom Dominic Cummings? Dominic Cummings, yeah, or Cummings Dominic. Can't remember what his name is. It's not. Uh, yeah, so go on then. Uh, well, yeah, Bar- Barnard Castle, which on oh. a number of occasions I, I refer to as Castle Barnard. Because I don't know why, just it's two words. Because you've never <laughs> heard of the place. That I, there's times where I, I just call. I went to Barnard Castle. Is it Castle? I can't remember. Is it's it called, good then? I've never been before. What was that? Sorry, Jim have you been there? Have you have you been there before then? I, I have been there before. Is it good? In, yeah, it was all right. I think it was the year 2018, probably. It wasn't a huge amount there. It was just mm-hmm. one, of these, one of these market towns um, out sort of kind of in the middle of nowhere a little bit um, in the sort of North Yorkshire. And did, did, it, did, it, did, it, did it clarify that you could see okay and everything? Yeah, that's the only reason I went, um, <laughs> just to test to make sure I was... I thought, I'll tell you what, the best, best thing I can do is uh, drive a certain distance um, with various loved ones in the car just to make sure I can see okay. But yeah, it was, it was a pleasant enough morning out. I think we, we went there, then we went to Richmond, and then we went somewhere else, kind of one of these sort of market towns for a little bit, then went to the Yorkshire Sculpture Park on the way back home, which was a very good day out as well. So I would highly recommend that. But there we go. Anyway, moving back onto the quiz. Once filmed a wedding at Yorkshire Sculpture Park. Did you? Where, where, was everyone just sort of stood there like that? Yeah. <laughs> Looking sort of very yeah. still and uh, in, in strange poses. Did, did, did the wedding video that you produced afterwards, was that good? Do you, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm, it's my first ever wedding video I've done, I think. And uh, yeah, I'm, it's the last ever wedding video I did as well. Yeah. Uh, mainly because I went round saying to people... Uh, how, how do you know the bride and groom? Uh, and when it was the gr- the groom's dad, 
It was. Uh, yeah. oh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't really. But uh, yeah, no, I did, I did. I did a decent job. I think. So is this not another business you're going to try and do? Dressed as the greatest greatest wedding showman no. or something like I, that? I can I can tell you something about that day though that was very funny. So I was supposed to be going with with my partner and. Um, because it was it was it was the, the the person who was getting married was was although they were kind of we both knew them through through work I think and I, so on. I think I know what you mean actually. Um, I can't remember the names, but, but I, I do know what you mean. Do you know what story I'm about to tell? I don't know but, what story you're going to tell, but I know I know the people <laughs> are who are getting married. Anyway, um, so I don't know if you do. It was a work, through work, you see, sort of thing. I think I do know. Oh, you do know? Okay. Yeah. So anyway, we. <laughs> so anyway, it turned out my uh, my partner got ill. And couldn't go, but didn't find out until they didn't realise she was too ill to go um, before the actual before the actual on. The, she didn't find out until the day. So I, uh-huh. I, I, and it was like, what do we do? Because you know, to, to bother the a, a bride and the groom on the day to say, look, we, you know, we're not going to go. There's going to be a spare seat and all that kind of thing. Uh-huh. So I, I phoned up um my mate from work who was going to the night do um gary mm-hmm. who is is a, is, yeah. is a is a huge oh, fella, no, no, gary, in, yeah. really tall um and i said look this has happened can you come along and, and be my sort of plus one so there's not an empty seat and i don't really want to bother you know um around the, the the groom and the bride on the wedding day so do you mind coming along with me <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, so obviously she she saw she saw us there all day, and she was like, and it's basically Gary had gone along as my partner. <laughs> it looked really really odd because it was just just the difference between us and so on. But yeah, anyway, that was quite funny. So yeah, yeah. I'm sure you made a lovely couple. Yeah, we did. Rob, Rob and Olivia. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. How did you know yeah. then? Oh, that's a long story. Okay. Um, no, time. Well, they originally asked me to do the um, the wedding video, video. and oh, audio for, yeah. for their for their wedding. Of um, we said they got they got someone else in who wasn't as good as me. Apparently, <laughs> never mind. Uh, so anyway, next up, Gary Neville. How did he show a lack of understanding of natural landmarks? Is it? He said, "We're climbing a mountain, and it's a case of sink or swim." Or he said, "When you're at the top of the mountain, you either fall off the edge or keep climbing." Um. Remind me the two options again. So he said, when you're climbing a mountain, it's either a case of sink or swim, <laughs> which is obviously more, more commonly known as crossing swim. a river. Or he said, when you're at the top of the mountain, you can either fall off the edge or keep climbing. I reckon, I reckon it was. <laughs> I reckon it's the second one on this occasion. When you're at the top of the mountain, yeah. you either fall off the edge or yeah. keep climbing. I think the other one's uh, too much of a stupid mistake to make. No, you, you'd, you'd be right. Well done. And who said that one again? Gary Neville. Gary Neville. Yeah. So we've got we've got a bit of a double one here, actually. John Hartson. How to describe Arsene Wenger and Jose Mourinho? Did he say they're acting like a pair of teenage twelve-year-olds? I've got one word for them: grow up. <laughs> or did he say they'd struggle in Europe because they're both English managers? Apart from winning the Champions League, Mourinho hasn't won much in Europe. Um... Uh, so, I... Do you want the options again? No, 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 no. I think I think I know. I think I might know this one. Um, I don't know why, but I seem to think I've heard this one before. I think it's the second one about Mourinho not winning much in Europe apart from the Champions League. Yeah, uh, you'd be wrong. Oh. They were like a, they were like a pair of teenage twelve-year-olds. I thought I knew that one. I thought I, yeah. I, that seemed to ring a bell, but never mind. Yeah, before adding, I've got one word for them: grow up. <laughs> so, what, what did Andy Townsend say about England's opponents? <laughs> Is it? It's been a tough year for Bolivia. 
they didn't qualify for the African Nations Cup, glossing over the fact that Bolivia is in South America. <laughs> or did he say Belgium will probably play like your typical Scandinavian team? <laughs> Obviously, glossing over the fact that oh. Belgium's not in Scandinavia. I think I think he maybe could have made the first mistake because he maybe mixed up the tournaments rather than the you know it might have been the case they didn't qualify for the African Cup of no which one was it this it was a South America they're a South American team of course aren't yeah. they so maybe they didn't qualify for the Cup America is it over there that one that they is that their tournament uh, yeah I think so I think so yeah um, uh, yeah you'd be wrong unfortunately it was oh. um, what's the other one I'd actually not lodged my uh, not lodged my answer there. Oh right, okay. you just you jumped in and stole stole my answer from me. But anyway, it's fine. Apologize. It's fine. So, um, technically speaking, I suppose we were right. They didn't qualify for the African Nations yeah. Cup, um, but obviously the main reason for that was because they're not. Yeah, from they're not going to be disappointed about that, are they? No, I suppose the, the by that same token, a lot of other countries didn't qualify for the yeah. African Nations Cup. It's a bit like uh, you know, Ecclesfield Red Rose saying they're disappointed they didn't qualify for the uh, for the Champions League or something. Yeah. Um, so next up, uh, Danny Higginbottom. I'll, I'll let you lock in an answer, by the way, just to make sure I've not sort of jumped in the gun. How did Danny Higginbottom get his numbers mixed up? Did he say it was six dozen of one and half of the other? Or we're nearly at the end of the second of three halves? <laughs> um, okay, so answer number three was what? <laughs> <laughs> so first one was it's six, six dozen of one and half of the other, so that's what, 72 versus a half? Or... Uh, we're nearly at the end of the second of three halves. Oh, no, you know what? I think I think I've heard the, it, it might. I've definitely heard commentators getting the halves thing mixed up. It's a game of you know, it's a game of. Somebody said something like it's a game of of two halves, and we're in the the, yeah. the, the third half of the fourth quarter or something like that. Some someone did say something like that, but whether this is the same one and you've kind of put that in there to mix me up, I don't know. But I'm, I'm gonna go with the the first one. I think. First one, six yep. dozen of one and half of the other. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Okay, you'd be right. Well done. <laughs> How did Ian Wright describe Wayne Rooney's potential transfer? Was it, I don't want him to leave these shores, but if he does, I think he'll go abroad? <laughs> or was it, I think he'll go to Italy, or failing that, he'll play in the Serie A? <laughs> which, is, which is Italy's? Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I don't know that Italy's sort of football competition. No, I think, I think, I think, I think it's the first one. I, I don't. I, this, this is again one I think I've heard before, but again I could be wrong. But I think it's the first one. If he doesn't want to leave these shores, if I don't, I don't want to leave these shores. But if he does, I think he'll go and play abroad. Yeah. Final answer. Yeah. You'd be correct. Well done. <laughs> How did Kevin Keegan describe playing in France? Did he say? He said he'd love it if he got to play in France. <laughs> he, he didn't say that, but well, he may have said that at some point, but not in this question he didn't. Did he say? He, he'd once again struggled to pick up the language. It was a feeling of deja vu. <laughs> or he said he'd been at Nantes for two years and nothing much has changed, except from it's completely different. <laughs> oh, I, I think the first one would be hilarious, but I don't think it is. I think it's the second one. The second one. He's, he'd been at Nantes for two years and nothing has changed much. Except for that it's completely different. Yeah. Final answer? Yeah. Yep. Uh, yes, you're correct. Well done. <laughs> doing, doing pretty well today, Jimba. Um, so next up, Joe Royal, I think, was you know, Everton manager for quite a bit, I think, wasn't he? Joe Royal from Man City. Yeah, I think he's, he's not. I, think he, I, think, I don't think he's around anymore, is he? I think he died. Well, I don't want to say anything too soon. <laughs> I think can I Google it or do you do you know the answer to this? Does he... No, I don't. I don't know the answer. I'm just 
I think in the past he, he he was possibly uh, wrong. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Tell you what, do you want to ask the questions while you find out whether he's still alive or not? I, I think I might have got it wrong. Yeah, I, I think okay. he's I think he's still alive. Sorry, Joe. All right. Um, well, but he, he he was I think a couple of times he was close to becoming manager of Sheffield Wednesday. I think I, I think I might have been thinking of a different manager um, who was maybe close to managing Sheffield Wednesday. But no, uh, he's Joe Royal still still alive and well. Well, that's good to hear. Um, so if Joe Royal is watching and would like to appear on the show, then all you need to do <laughs> is just like one of Jimbo's Instagram posts and you can get a mention that way. I hope, Thank you very much. I hope to God he's still here in the next, by the time we do the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wouldn't it be terrible yeah, if, if he passes away uh, so yeah. during the recording of this. So, how did Joe Royal get confused with some paperwork? Did he say, I'll be writing to the authorities on the matter, but to be honest, I think I'm wasting my breath. <laughs> or, he said, we've got a verbal agreement in place, but it's not really worth it paper, the paper it's written on. Oh, um... So, I'll be writing to the authorities on the matter, but to be honest, I think I'm wasting my breath. Or, we have a verbal agreement in place, but it's not worth the paper it's written on. <laughs> oh, they're both very similar. So I, I'm going to go with the first one, I think. I think, to be fair, if you've said the first, he's probably said the second at some point yeah. as well. Um, final answer, first one? Yep. Yeah, you'd be right. Well done. Uh, next up, how did Theo Walcott, how did Theo Walcott comment end up giving a confusing message? Is it, he said, I've been consistent in patches this season? <laughs> or... He said, I need to be less predictable, and I've got a plan on how to do this. Oh, I think it's the first one. Again, I think this is one that seems familiar to me, and I might have heard this one before. So I think it might be the first one. I've been constantly I don't think, patches. I don't season. think Theo Walcott would have a plan. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's my theory behind this one. Yeah. The coach could have made him a plan. He could have put it up on a, um, on a, on a wall chart, and he could have called it the Theo wall Theo chart. Wall, yeah, yeah, very good. Um, so yes, you'd be right. Well done. Uh, surely a master of this particular area, Chris Kamara. How did he describe the football at Nottingham Forest? Did he say, Nottingham Forest to lead in Brentford, 2-2? <laughs> or, it's end-to-end stuff, but unfortunately, it's all at Forest's end. <laughs> now, he could have said either. Is this, the, is this one of these quizzes where he said both, where one of them said both of them? No, well, obviously they are all feasible stuff that could have been said. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not discluding that at some point they don't have definitely said the other one, but I'm I'm looking through the various gaffs websites and stuff, and um, he definitely said one of these. This is a tough one because I can imagine both coming out of his mouth. So let's mm. let's go with the second one. It's end to end stuff, but unfortunately, it's all at Forest's end. Yep. Uh, yeah, you'd be right. Well done. Um. So I think, have you got wrong there? One or two, something I like that? I think I've only got maybe two wrong, yeah. Yeah, yeah doing good job here. Yeah. Uh, How many questions? So in, uh, there's two more left. I think there's 13 in total. Uh, next up, Jason... Like I said, my, liter- my my bladder is literally the size of a of two ba- of two basketballs now. Right, so you're going to have to run out at some point again. <laughs> We've got the advert coming up, we say. I can go out during the commercial break. Maybe, maybe that could be a job for Daryl to do in future weeks. He can do an audio recording uh, of speech while people run out to the toilet. Yeah. Mm. So, next up, how did Jason McAteer describe Jordan Henderson? Did he say, he's gone in hard from behind, he could cause serious injury there? Or, he's a kind of player who does his business in the middle of the park? <laughs> Ooh. So, did he say, he's gone, hard, he's gone in hard from behind there, and he could cause a serious injury? 
or he's a kind of player who does his business in the middle of the park. Well, the, the first one's kind of, I mean, I mean, both of them make perfect sense. I think it's just that on this occasion, these two are also could be could be changed for something else, couldn't they? They're not they're not stupid. They're not they're not stupid things to say, but the things that people could you know make people innuendo basically, isn't it? So yeah, uh, yeah. I and I think it's the first one. I think I think people's rude minds have uh, picked up on the first one. He's going half from behind. He could cause a serious injury. Yeah, uh, you'd be wrong. It was he does his business in the middle of half. And finally, to finish us off, it's probably my favourite in this particular genre of sort of commentary witticisms that don't really make a, a huge amount of sense. And someone who did a bit of punditry work and possibly still does punditry work, but I'm not particularly a fan of his actual can I guess, ability to analyse. Can I guess? Go on, is it Michael Owen? It's Michael Owen, yeah. <laughs> no, can I tell you a story? I might have told this on the podcast before, but Michael well, Owen is my favourite... Yes. Ever yeah. said it? I've told you this story before. I mean, we haven't. I know that is your. I know is your favourite football, and you're absolutely madly in love with Michael Owen in terms of his footballing ability. Yeah, not literally. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm. I'm a yes. I'm a. I'm a big fan of Michael. He, he was kind of the. You know the. And I, I probably speak for a lot of people my age as well. Um, I was just getting into football and starting to like football at the time, the World Cup '98 and all that. So seeing somebody quite young, you know, probably really at the time, not not that far in comparison to other footballers away from my age. So to see someone breaking into the team and doing so well, and and the kind of goals he scored and how fast he were and all those kind of things, like, uh, you know, my my dad and my my dad's family were Liverpool fans as well. So like Owen, my complete hero when it comes to like a player who who made football really sort of catchy for me in the first instance. So anyway, you know, I do a job um, where I get to uh, kind of yeah. prance about the pitch at Hillsborough and so on. And a couple of mm-hmm. years ago, we were on BT Sport and there's a couple of pundits by the side of the pitch and I'm there doing my thing, dancing about, being an idiot. Mm-hmm. And I run over to these two pundits and I make a fuss out of one of them who I mm-hmm. recognise as John Hartson. Big, make a big fuss yeah. of him. And then I run off and get get changed, at, you know, and get get back and sat in the stand. And then I find out that the other pundit stood next to him was Michael <laughs> Owen. And I didn't even bother to go and shake his hand, say hello, oh, look him in the eye, say, you are my hero. I didn't get a chance to do any of that. Uh, but he's certainly not my hero when it comes down to football commentary and punditry. So, yeah, go on then. What yeah. have you got? No, I, I, on that point, my favourite sort of Michael Owen clip is did they do a program called something like Michael Owen's Soccer School or something yeah. like that where he's teaching people how to play football? Have you seen the footage where he's got this goalkeeper who's about thirteen years old mm. and Michael Owen's just blasting the ball from about ten yeah. yards out as hard as he can? <laughs> and he's got the keeper going, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, he's and said, Neville oh, Southall goes, well done, he's thirteen or something like that. <laughs> yeah. the keeper's not, this, this keeper's clearly not very confident and not very. Well, I'm not surprised with a professional footballer boosting <laughs> the ball as hard as he can at him. But anyway, um, so next up, so it's the final question. How did Michael Owen comment on a set play? Did he say, that's a great penalty, it's just a shame it went wide? <laughs> or, that's a perfect free kick, it's got pace and whip, it's a shame it's hit the wall. <laughs> I, oh, go, both, again, could feasibly... Both could be said, but I think, I think the second one's... Well, I don't know, I mean, I, I was going to say the second one's worse, but because there's not much space between the wall... I don't know. I'm going to go with a penalty one, I think. It's a perfect penalty. It's a shame yeah. it's gone wide. Yes, you'd be correct. Well done. I mean, he missed a few penalties in his time, so understandable. Maybe he's taken a few penalties that were good but went wide. I don't yeah. know. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he was... Com- I'm assuming he was commenting on someone else's penalty there, but uh, but there we go. I enjoyed that, Fisher. That was uh, really enjoyable. Thank you very much. And uh, one day I hope I do get to uh, meet my footballing hero, Mark Lowen, again. But... Uh, 
Wasn't to be at the time, was it? Well, it was to be, but you just decided to ignore him. <laughs> no. But never mind. Anyway. Are we, are we going to move on? Have we got Daryl coming We've up? We've got Daryl coming up while I nip to the toilet. Hello, it's Daryl, and I've got a new job working as the steward at the local golf club. I've decided to take the job on because people have been calling for me to be a bar steward for a number of years. I look after the catering in the bar area at the golf club. I'm more than qualified to do this as I've spent plenty of time behind bars. I look after the locker rooms and when I'm not in the gentleman's locker room helping the members, I'm in the ladies' locker room helping me get my head down and ensuring it has been deep cleaned. I generally clean it three times a day just to make sure everything is spick and spam. I'm very proud that our golf club has so many female members and I was saddened to hear that one of them was stung by a wasp between the first and second hole last week. I've advised her that her stance is too wide. One of my loves in life is playing golf and I even played against Donald Trump a few years ago. He won because he had a lower score than me, although he tried to apply the same concept to the recent US election. My wife Carol isn't too keen on my obsession with golf and she says it brings out my sexy streak. She asked me to play around with her once, but I told her I only wanted to see her with one set of irons in her hand. I like this game but it's so gentlemanly and respectful. When I was playing a few weeks ago we saw a hearse drive towards us along the road behind the sixth green. My playing partner stopped what he was doing, bowed his head and removed his cap. It was a lovely gesture to the deceased that said he had been married to her for 45 years. The Waste of Web Space podcast. You can find us online, wasteofwebspace.co.uk, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and fish is always on Pornhub, dirty boy. Okay, so, um, Fisher, uh, it's news time, yeah. isn't it? Sorry, I'm just trying to catch up with where we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to be doing, but it's news time, as far as I'm aware. Is that right? No. Anything caught your eye? Uh, you're jumpy a little bit at the minute. <laughs> I think we have a, a few slight Sorry, internet issues there, but I think we've managed to caught up. Yeah, uh, so in terms of news then, well, of course, we, we've already mentioned it today, so we'll probably not talk about it anymore, but yeah, massive um, sadness at the loss of uh, Captain Tom Moore, but... Um, Sir Captain Tom Moore or Captain Sir Tom Moore um, but what a amazing life he led and uh, amazing thing he's done over the, over the last year um, for the country and for the NHS so just worth mentioning that in our new section of, of course uh, somebody else who's been uh, you know putting a lot of work in this year there's no doubt in that when it comes to uh, guiding us through the pandemic Chris Whitty Chris Whitty yeah uh, uh, he, he was Sort of was going viral. Uh, I think he went to go. Well, looks, he went to go and get some lunch, and he got his mask on. So he always seems to wear the same clothes, Chris. But he doesn't. He's kind of got like a grey suit and a white shirt and a tie. And obviously, it's quite distinctive looking as well. Um, and he was verbally abused in the streets by someone who kept calling him a liar. And uh, it was kind of he got his phone out and was on selfie, and you could see Chris in the background saying, "You're a liar. What are you doing to the country? It's a disgrace." Um, obviously, it's not very nice. But then at the same time, Chris Whitty did choose to be a celebrity, didn't he? Um, and I mean, if you look. Oh, sorry, no, he didn't choose to be a celebrity. He's, he's yeah, Britain's chief medical advisor. It's a slightly different, isn't it? Uh, I'm losing you a little bit at the minute, Fisher. Uh, you're going very fast and then very slow. Um, so, right. Just, just, yeah, but, just yeah, take but a... what about my podcasting? 
Um, so anyway, the start we get we see we, we heard about your Chris your Chris Whitty stuff and talking about him, but yeah, is he is he had a bit of a, 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 a been a, you know what was the thing with him recently? So he was in the streets and someone was verbally abusing him, calling him a liar, and he uploaded the video to TikTok. So the person who was abusing him uploaded the video to TikTok. Says Chris Whitty got TikTok. So I'm assuming Chris Whitty has got no idea what TikTok is. Um, so he was, yeah, he was verbally abused, and he seems like a nice gentleman, Chris Whitty, who's certainly doing his best for the country um, and doing everything he can. I'm not sure. Have you ever met Chris Whitty at all, Jimbo? I've never met him. No. Uh, I've met him once, a few years ago, at a water park. Oh yeah, yeah. When I was on holiday. Yeah. I said to him, "Are you enjoying yourself, Chris?" He said, "Oh, I'm having a great time." I said, uh, "What do you fancy doing anyway, Chris?" And he said, "Next slide, please." <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they, they definitely need to get the PowerPoint showman on the case when it comes to their PowerPoint slides, don't they? Well, just get one of those yeah. clickers, you know, those those interactive uh, clickers that you can get so you don't have to keep asking someone to press the button for you. Um, moving on then from from somebody working with the government, Which... some somebody else work, working in, in government, uh, Michael Gove. Michael Gove, I mean, I'm not sure if you've seen that... I mean, you sort of ruined the joke a little bit there, but never mind, Jimbo, that I was about to build up to. Oh, but, sorry. Because uh, you keep yeah. going slow and breaking down, so I'm, I'm trying to pick up for you because I don't know what's going oh, on with no our problem. internet at the minute, but yeah. Sorry, I'm not sure if you've seen, but Brexit um, has basically caused our export industry, or our export volume to the European Union to significantly drop. Uh, I think the latest figures revealed yesterday were that our exports to the EU have dropped by about 68%, mm. which is quite a large amount. Obviously, uh, a lot of people in the government have commented on this, and in particular, Michael Gove commented on this, saying that. Uh... Sorry, I don't know what that came through or that's broken up. Or... Absolutely nothing. So, you, okay. you, Michael Gove commented on it, saying, "I think the nation's had a little bit too much of exports." <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, but there was something we wanted to mention last week, weren't there? An accountant who got conned. Yeah, it was. I mean, do you use Instagram at all? Uh, well, well, you do. Obviously, you, you're saying you do because Benito Carboni likes some of your. Yeah, yeah. Well, are you familiar with? I mean, I'm, I'm... Fisher. Bear with me a second because you keep breaking up. I'm, I'm going to see if I can sort something out. Okay. We and Jimbo definitely are not Instagram influencers. Uh, um, how many followers on his Alien Audio podcast? <laughs> So, I went, I went to, back there, Jimbo. I went, I went to see if I could kick somebody off uh, anybody, you know, if anybody else is in the house is on any Wi-Fi, if I could kick them off it, but there's nobody in, so... Oh, right, okay. Must, must be my end, though. Yeah. Um, so, how many followers do you have on Instagram, Jimbo, for your Alien Audio? A- Alien, Alien Audio, it's sneaking up there. It's about 159, 160 now. Oh. Yeah. So, I thought you were going to say 150,000, then. But, oh, no, uh, no. Never mind. It's quite a new account, so... to be fair. Yeah, I mean, David Attenborough got to a million followers in about 45 minutes, I think, yeah, but... and Jennifer Aniston and a couple of others. Yeah, but, you know, cool. he's always posting pictures of birds, and if I did that, I'm sure I'd have loads of followers as well. But... <laughs> so, <laughs> it intrigued me. Do you follow any Instagram influencers as such at all, or are you not too bothered? I probably do, actually. I follow uh, some some uh, beer drinkers uh, uh-huh. from, from different parts of the world. Um, there's a Scandinavian lady uh, called... Uh, Swedish blonde um, who I follow yeah. as she likes to post lots of pictures of her drinking beer and stuff and then yeah. there's uh, another account American blonde uh, and she likes to post lots of pictures of her yeah. drinking beer and stuff like yeah. that and then there's a Czechoslovakia uh, blonde <laughs> and <laughs> I'm joking <laughs> oh. of course the um, of course 
the the, the, Scan- the Scandinavian blonde you referred to, uh, Andy Townsend said, uh, "Hope you're having a good time in Belgium." <laughs> so the a lot of these Instagram influencers sometimes you sometimes see and so I don't particularly follow any influencers sometimes sort of things pop up or whatever on, um, on on these feeds and kind of what I've been sort of trade a bit like you mentioned with the Bitcoin recently so I don't I'm breaking <laughs> up again Jim because you went a bit blurred you know what? We're, so, we're, at some points, you, you, the conversation's completely gone to pot because I, it was. Th- this is basically what I heard for sure. So anyway, these influencers, eat, 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 bit like you with your Bitcoin. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what I got. So uh, right. So the Instagram influencers sometimes post messages about where you can make money via trading and what have you. Mm-hmm. And there's a BBC News article about someone who'd got involved in this foreign exchange trading. Because he'd seen someone who drove a rose gold Maserati or Ferrari or something, and he was a millionaire at the age of 21, and he got loads of money. To me personally, that just scream out that something's not quite right and legitimate. You know, I think it's a bit, a bit strange and a bit funny. And I wouldn't particularly want to get involved in investing in that myself if it was me. Uh, but this person did, and he got conned. This this fellow who was an accountant, and he went on the BBC News and sort of said. Uh, this this accountant, age I think it was twenty four, you know, lost his money due to this this scam. And you think, if I was an accountant and I was looking after people's money for a living and advising them to sort of how they should be spending the money and all that sort of stuff, I don't think I would do an article on the BBC News telling them about how I fell for a fairly obvious con <laughs> about trading currency. And I mean, it's surely it's not good business and good, good PR work for him. You want to thought? Oh, I don't know. But there we go. I don't know if we want, maybe just want to kind of skip on to the next. Have we got any other news stories to mention? I mean, we can talk about the bowling club in York. Yeah, go, go for it, yeah. The bowling club in York. Now, you're breaking up again, Fisher. Hang, hang fire, hang fire, hang fire. So, yeah, wait, wait till we we caught up again. Okay, so the bowling club in York. Yeah, someone got some weed killer out and sprayed a picture in the nice green grass with a weed killer. Unfortunately... It was a picture of a penis <laughs> of the bowling green. What is people's obsession whenever anyone gets the chance to to draw something? Um, like why why do people insist that it has to be a cock? Um, why why does that happen? Now I I've got actual proof that this is a thing. Okay, because let me just get just bear with me a second. Mm-hmm. Right, a few months ago when I was uh, moving properties, I I was trying to get. I was uh, I would like to. I was trying to get rid of some stuff, Fisher, um, and one of the things I was trying to get rid of was like an easel type thing. You know, those like kids sort of bought like chalkboard type things that they can draw and stuff like that. And my dad said, oh, you know, I think I know somebody who might want this easel um, if you could share it with them, uh, you know, to take a picture so I can send it to them and then they can have a look and, and, and decide whether they want it or not, you know, for free. So he said, send me a picture of the easel, please, so I can uh, send it to my friend Margaret or whatever and see if she wants it for her grandkids. So, I mean, I obviously couldn't resist, could I? So I don't know if you can see that. <laughs> um, but there you go. That's what I sent my dad, my dad oh, back. Okay. And and the the following picture was uh, sent that again. I can't send that to my friend Margaret or something like that. So there you go. Margaret might have liked it. Uh, Fisher's gone on the very uh, slow at the minute, but uh, you're catching up. You, it's funny because on my video, and maybe the listeners and viewers will get this as well. But every now and again, it picks up speed, and then it looks like you're blinking at a rapid rate. It's quite scary. I do blink quite a lot in this podcast. I don't quite know why that is. Um, just in general, when I watch it back. Someone who's 
a bit more knowledge about stuff might be able to tell us why that is. Mm. Who knows? But anyway, uh, given the technical difficulties with, with uh, I'm not too impacted. Yes, I mean, uh, I, I think it's 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 pretty bad at the minute. So we, we may have to uh, adjourn the the podcast early. Is that the right words? No good me asking well, you. Um, should, should we should we try doing the because you do most of the talking anyway on the next feature? We could, we could try. Should we just skip to that. Let, let's do that then. Are yeah. we ready? Here we go. Okay, I wonder if it's because, uh, you know, your partner is uh, busy looking how many more fishes there are in the sea. She's clogging up the internet. Could be, I think, yeah, I think, she's, uh, I think she's baking actually at the moment, I believe. <laughs> baking on the Wi-Fi, that's probably what it is. Anyway, so I've got a feature now, Fisher, called, it's, it's about celebrities who were dropped by their sponsors. Okay, so in the past, there's been lots of incidents where celebrities have, you know, said or done stupid things, and then as a result of that, have lost their sponsorship deals uh, with their, obviously, big endorsers and sponsors and so on. So I thought I'd pick some out, and there's only 10, so we'll get through them hopefully pretty quickly, and hopefully you'll be able to hear most of these as well. Um, And basically, it's just, you know, which is the correct answer. And some of the sports stars you might know, some of them you might not, so I'll ask you at the same time whether you've heard of them or not. So first of all, then... Uh, number one, I'm, I've got a feeling you might not know this person. Uh, I didn't know them before I did my research. But anyway, Cam Newton. Do you know who Cam Newton is? No. Sounds like a sounds like a part of an industrial machine, that, doesn't it? The Cam Newton. <laughs> um, no, it's not. And uh, we've got, we, we live in an area of, of Newtons, don't we? Because, uh, of course, Newton Chambers is uh, was a, the, yeah. pretty much the founders of Chapel Town, weren't they? Um, yeah, yeah. That business partnership back in the day. But anyway, uh, no, yeah. this is different. Cam Newton is an NFL player who was sponsored by yoghurt company Dannon. Why was he dropped, though? A, he was photographed eating a muller yoghurt in public, which was then printed in a magazine. Mm-hmm. Or B, he said to a female journalist... Funny to hear a female ask about the sport. Ooh. I mean, I suppose he is, he is allowed to eat a different brand yoghurt. I mean, because it, it was, as well as being a famous American football player, he was also involved in quite a bad ski injury, wasn't he? If you remember? He slipped on a yoghurt in the supermarket. Uh, Thank you. Um, sorry, did my sound break up then, or did it work fine? No, it worked fine. Your joke came through. Oh, well, sorry to hear that. Never mind. <laughs> so so I don't, I don't think that... I don't think you can get done for eating it. I don't think you'll get dropped from your label just for eating a muller yogurt. I mean, unless he was particularly eating it and smothering himself in it and saying, this is absolutely fantastic, <laughs> isn't it? Amazing. Um, I think he probably is allowed to eat something that's of a different brand. Uh, 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 so are you uh, going to... You broke up again. So I'm presuming based on that that you're going to go for the answer that he was. Uh, he was. he said to a female journalist, funny to hear a female ask about the sport. Is that one you want to go with? I'm going to go with that one, yeah. And you would be correct. Well done. <laughs> Number two, then. Which brand dropped Wayne Rooney in 2011? Okay. A, Coca-Cola after Rooney got into trouble swearing into the TV cameras during a game. Or B, Pepsi Max after rumours about his infidelity with old ladies. Rumours, we'll say, by the way. So you've just broke up again. Keep going, Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> this is a well. This is a lot like my Alien Audio podcast where I'm just sort of sat talking to myself. Yeah. You're back with yeah, us. Yeah, so I, I had, the, I had, yeah, I heard the first one to be Coca-Cola. Sorry, the first one being that he, um, he swore at the cameras during a um, 
during a game. I didn't get the second one at all, unfortunately. Pep, so Pep, repeat that, please. Pepsi Max after rumours about his infidelity with old ladies. Rumours, just uh, allegedly. Yeah, yeah. What what year was it? 2011. 2011. Did, oh, I mean... I think he was at it with old. I think he was allegedly at it with old ladies well before then. So, <laughs> Coca, Pepsi Max, Coca Cola. I think that I think it might be Coca Cola and him swearing at the cameras. Well done, you are correct. It wasn't just that, but that was kind of like the final straw. I think um, he got into mm. a bit of trouble. I can't remember what, exactly why he did it. I don't know if he'd been under a lot of pressure at the time in the papers and stuff. And then I think he swore down the TV cameras and a bit of a swipe at the media. I think it might have been. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, next, yeah. then. It's in, it's... Yeah. No, so I was going to say, Rooney really seems to be quite a target for the tabloid press, unfortunately, for, for some unknown reason. Yeah. Uh, next, then. Why did, uh, oh sorry, which brand dropped Michael Phelps in 2009? Was it A, Kellogg's, after photos of him allegedly smoking cannabis emerged in a newspaper, or B, Zog's swimwear and accessory brand after he was arrested for drink driving? So just a reminder there while Fisher's internet catches up, uh, which brand dropped Michael Phelps in 2009? A, Kellogg's, after photos of him allegedly smoking cannabis emerged in a newspaper, or B, Zog's swimwear and accessory brand after he was arrested for drink driving? <laughs> oh dear, we're having a nightmare today. It was been fine for most of it. What's going on? But, sorry, I, sorry, you were, we were breaking up again a bit there, Jim, so I'm not quite sure what you said there, Jimbo. Um, I know he's been. I know he's. I know he has been arrested for. Oh, sorry. I know he has been pictured smoking cannabis. So I think Kellogg's may have dropped him for that. Well done. He has also unfortunately been arrested. Well, this is fault obviously for drink driving. Um, but that wasn't a true one about Zogs dropping him. Number four. Then why did Coca Cola drop Ronaldinho in 2012? A for drinking a can of Pepsi at a press conference. Or B, for consistently not turning up for PR events, advert shoots organised by Coca-Cola? Mm. Well, about fairly plausible. But judging by your earlier uh, sort of um, thing, nice fella, but... you, you were saying earlier on that you were, well, surely you were allowed to drink other brands and stuff like that. Well, there's a slight difference between sort of actually taking it to a press conference with you. You could maybe say that if, if, if he's there sort of almost in a corporate environment, if it's at a press conference, you would have thought he'd be prepared to not, not. Yeah, see what, he, <laughs> see what he means. Yeah, with, with the American football player eating the Muller yogurt, I mean, if he was at a cafe somewhere and all they sold was Muller yogurts, so I think it's entirely reasonable that he would eat a Muller yogurt. Um, if Ronaldinho was at a press conference, he's got the option there. Does he want to take his can of Pepsi on with him or Coca-Cola or nothing? Mm. He can say, I'll tell you what, I'll just take some water instead. For example, um, as we're not turning up to press conferences quite a bit, I sort of think that probably footballers get paid that much that they almost don't have to turn up to the various media engagements that they're involved with. So I'm going to say that he kept not turning up to various events, so they got rid of him. No, wrong. Uh, it was the fact that he, uh, he he admitted it was a stupid mistake, but he, uh, he took a kind of Pepsi to a press conference with him, not thinking that his sponsors were Coca-Cola. Uh, next then, number five. In 2008, why and who did Sharon Stone lose a contract with? Okay. A, a tights manufacturer. Uh, no, I'm joking. Um, a, watch, <laughs> watch brand Hermes, which is not the same as the delivery company, uh, after she was videoed being rude and obnoxious to a female waiter at a restaurant in New York. Or B, Christian Dior... Um, Cancelled a modelling contract with her after saying that an earthquake, after she said that an earthquake in China that killed 69,000 people was karma for China's tr uh, treatment of Tibet. 
So once again, uh, why did in two thousand? Sorry, go. Did you get both of those answers, Fisher? I got both of those. Yeah, yeah. I was going to jokingly jump in and say, "Was it a underwear manufacturer? Because it transpired <laughs> that didn't wear any or something." But you sort of did that with the tights, didn't you? Yeah. So, I think that killed no earthquake surely had ever killed sixty nine thousand people. I mean, that'd be a that'd be a seriously large amount of people, wouldn't it? I mean, I, I think it did. I mean, unless I've got my research wrong, but this is a uh, this is this is what I read. Red areas. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have made up a fact like that one, uh, unless sixty-nine thousand people is a seriously large amount of people. So I'm going to say it was. I'm going to say she was rude to a to a waitress and was therefore dropped by whatever it was who dropped it. Wrong. So no, um, I think I think it I think it I think it did. You know, um, I think I think it was quite a large earthquake that killed a lot of people apparently. But that's that's what I read. You might have to check my facts there. But in the story um, in the story yeah. that I read, it uh, it did kill a lot of people. So okay, I, I can I'm reading the story. I've I've not got a number on it just yet. But let me um, let me have a look. Carry on anyway. Fisher's fact checking me. So anyway, um, next from fact checking to fact checking, who did Slimfast cancel a contract with in two thousand and four? <laughs> um, was it A. Jerry Halliwell after they claimed she had gone too far with her weight loss and was promoting an unhealthy image and lifestyle, or B. Was it Whoopi Goldberg after she criticised President George W. Bush? Ooh, they're both fairly plausible, aren't they? Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I don't know if this is a better episode because of this breaking up because it, it it turns you into something quite funny. It turns you a bit robotic. It's like your batteries are running out, Fisher. Oh maybe these podcasts last long time. I've not been plugged in for long enough. So what we got, I'm going to say I'm going to say it's Jerry Halliwell because she did she looked very thin at times. So maybe they said she was being quite unhealthy. It was Whoopi Goldberg criticising President George W. Bush, but she said, well, she, she as a comic, she's not going to change. She always makes comments about presidents and stuff like that, and, and it's part of her act and all sorts. But this in particular, these comments were made as part of like a bit of a protest or campaign sort of thing. Anyway, uh, and obviously they want to be involved in politics, so there you go. Number seven, who did actress Sybil Shepherd? Um, last from the I don't know if you know Sybil Shepherd. You know, have you, do you know who she is? Have you heard of it before? No, nope, so she's never in, heard of. She's in films such as Last Picture Show, Taxi Driver, and Heartbreak Kid. She lost. Who did she lose a contract with in 1987? Uh, a. It was that she agreed to endorse the American beef industry in a series of TV adverts that were filmed and screened on TV. But then she did an interview with a magazine where she said she doesn't eat red meat as part of a beauty routine. So the American beef industry dropped her. Or B, was it C and A? Uh, they dropped her after four years working together when she was caught up in a row involving Peter, Petter, Peter, who accused her of wearing real fur. You broke up quite a lot there, so uh, but you 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 think you're going to be going with the C and A answer then over wearing real? No, no, I think it's I think it's the first one. I think it's the Beef. I'm going to say beef. Okay. And you'd be correct. Well done. <laughs> very, very sorry about the uh, internet issues we're having today. If you are trying to watch live or even if you're watching not live, because unfortunately it's going to be picked up on there as well. Next then, uh, who did Nike drop in 2016? Is it A, Manny Pacquiao after he made homophobic remarks in a TV interview? Or B, LeBron James after speaking out against Donald Trump on numerous occasions? I don't think that Nike would be too would be particularly 
pro-Trump. So I think it might have been Manny... I think Manny Pacquiao said something once in an interview that may have caused him a few areas of controversy and therefore dropped from night. So I'm going to say it's the first one. Well done. Uh, LeBron James has spoke out against uh, Donald Trump. Of course, we can't forget that uh, on many occasions. Uh, but no, he wasn't ever dropped from any sponsorship deals, as far as I'm aware, because of it. Uh, number nine, then. What did American... Can, can I just... Uh, can yeah. I, so can I just jump in, Jimbo? The, uh, the earthquake in China uh, had a death toll of 2,698 people confirmed. And... and okay. The death toll was nowhere near 69,000 people. I will find that article out, and I will... It, it's, yeah. it's obviously wrong in the article, unless it said something like for injuries, or but I'm sure it said like fatalities or something, which means death, yeah. really, but uh, I, will find, well, I will find that out, and uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know if the magnitude of it is 6.9 um, no. MW, so I don't know if, that, if that's possibly causing the problem <laughs> on what it was on the Richter scale. <laughs> I did. Uh, to be fair, when I read it, I did think it was quite a lot, and that's why I read the article again and checked. But maybe I should have checked on another article. But it was, you know, it was a. It seemed to be. I'm trying to remember what website it was. Fakenews.com or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> no. Uh, I will. I will check that out. But I did think it was quite a large number. Anyway, especially you know with the amount of deaths we've got with coronavirus and stuff like that. I did think. Well, you know. Anyway. Uh, so, uh, what did American comedian Kathy Giffen do to lose a major sponsorship in 2017? Did oh, she? she um, oh, she posed with someone's head being chopped off, I think, didn't she? Oh, so you don't even need Kathy, any Kathy answers Griffin. here? No, so I, I vaguely remember the story. I, I, I know Kathy Griffin is because she's been on Whose Line Is It Anyway yeah. two times, and it's quite quite good. So I'm not sure what the options are. I can't, do, I can't well, remember the exact what the story is. Do you know so. whose head it was? Was it Trump? <laughs> so I've just heard you going, was it Trump? Uh, uh, um, that's what I got. So I'm presuming you said Trump, so... There you go. And you would be correct. Mm-hmm. Do you know who do you know who she lost uh, what what sponsorship it was that she lost? There's no there's no sound coming from you, so I will tell you and I'll tell everybody what sponsorship it was that she lost. It was she lost uh, a sponsorship with a company called Squatty Potty, which is a tool which raises your knees when you're using the toilet to poo to make your poo easier. So there you go. Um why, why does Donald Trump having a head um, or not having a head make any impact on your ability to use that product? I don't know. <laughs> well, quite rightly, there, quite rightly, there is nothing wrong with being nice to people. And, uh, I think I think we're all glad to know that we are getting on to the last question now uh, because we need to end this podcast because yeah, it's just trying to encourage that. Because technically, this isn't working. So, in 2010, how much money did Tiger lose in, in, in Tiger Woods lose in endorsements? Was it a 13 million dollars or b 22 million? Uh, obviously, Tiger Woods was quite busy. Um, the amount of times he got a hole in one during that year is quite quite remarkable. Going to say the, the, the second one. Thirteen million dollars or 22 million dollars? You're going for the second one, and you would be 22 million dollars. That is correct. Yeah. There we go. Uh, obviously, a lot of people were absolutely shocked, including the steward of his local golf. <laughs> Daryl. Called Daryl. Thank you very much for the question, Bob, for the, for the half of that I heard.
Yeah, uh, I think we're gladly going to end this podcast now anyway because it's uh, technically we've 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 it's it's really failed as the last sort of half an hour or so, hasn't it? So let's bring it to a swift end. Thank you very much for watching, listening, watching back, listening to us again uh, online. It might not be the uh, the best episode because of technical issues, but I think we started off the first half of it was cracking, amazing stuff. Uh, but anyway, Fisher, uh, if you're still there, please say goodbye. <laughs> He's just looking. It looks like he's not with, not even on the same planet as us. Very much, Jimbo. Goodbye. <laughs> That'll do. See you later. <laughs>